This is episode 24 of LangFM, the podcast where I talk to people at the intersection of language and technology. Today, we'll be taking a look at a piece of software that is very helpful for interpreters. It's appropriately named Interpreters Help. Interpreters Help is a glossary tool for interpreters that works on the web and on Mac and Windows computers. The two people behind it are Jan Plankeel and Benoit Werner. My name is Jan. Um, I started to study computer science uh, at Epitech in 2000. And then I graduated in 2005. Uh, for some years I worked in the video game industry. And after that, I switched to web development. I started to work with Benoit. We met like... Um, On the very first days uh, yeah. of school. Yeah, so we know each other very well. Quick info here. Epitech is the Paris Graduate School of Digital Innovation, or French, École pour l'informatique et les nouvelles technologies. We met on the very first days of schools and uh, we became friends and we worked together on most, uh, on most uh, school projects. That's Benoit speaking. I'm Benoit. Uh, I grew up uh, in France, close to the border uh, of Germany, uh, in a very little city called the Beach. Okay. <laughs> Everyone laughs usually when, <laughs> when you say that. I actually did this. I went to a town in France called Beach. <laughs> B-I-T-C-H-E, beach. 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 We are leaving beach. It's in Lorraine. Lorraine, okay. Um, uh, then I was always uh, very interested in computers when I was uh, young, and then uh, I decided to study software engineering uh, uh, in Paris, uh, in Epitech. After I graduated, I, uh, I spent one year uh, in Los Angeles, California. And after that came... Bordeaux, Paris, uh, Berlin. Uh, I worked as a web developer, always. I've been building websites for the last 10 years. By now, you're probably wondering how two computer geeks came up with the idea for a glossary management tool for interpreters. My sister, Céline Corsini, for the listeners who might know her, my name is Céline. I'm a conference interpreter. I studied at uh, EZIT and at the Montreal Institute of International Studies. After graduation in 2004, when she started working as a freelancer, she asked me to develop a glossary management tool, an application for a Mac. There was nothing out there that fitted my needs. That would allow her to quickly search her glossaries uh, while she's in the booth. Creating glossaries is an essential part of my preparation for an assignment. I create a glossary almost every time, and I was looking for a tool to manage all of them. I used to work with uh, Word files, but very often, while interpreting, a term would come up, and I knew I had it somewhere on my computer without being able to find it quickly. So I tried to put my glossaries in a huge Excel file to have access to everything at the same time, but somehow it wasn't efficient enough. Yeah, that's how it started. This is when I asked my brother to develop a glossary management tool or an application that would work offline and online with the possibility to store all my glossaries on the cloud. I think in her mind it was something very easy, uh, <laughs> something very simple yeah. with just a search box where she could search for all her glossaries and I mm -hmm. think I think she, she was thinking that I could do that in just two days. but. Uh, when I when I started understand what she needed, uh, 
it was clear that I could not do that uh, yeah. in, in, in two days, uh, neither in two weeks. Uh, it needed to be something quite solid. She talked to me about that the first time in 2004, but then every time I saw her, uh, she, she asked, asked me for it and <laughs> I never really had the time. So that was an idea, a dedicated customer. And how did it go from there? Even at some point, uh, Jan came to Berlin uh, in 2010, I think. Wow, you have good memory. Yeah, yeah I remember. So we, we talked about this software and Celine started to explain to us what she needed. I said to Jan, uh, my sister has an interesting project. If you have time, you could, you could work on it because I didn't have time. It felt very interesting and it took a few more years before we started to really think, okay, we're going to do something. I remember I was in Sri Lanka when I started. So you started writing a, a yeah. Mac application? Yeah, I started with a Mac application. There was no website connecting to, mm. to this web app. Two or three years later, mm. then uh, I, I was ready. I had the time and uh, um, I was looking for, uh, for a product to build, uh, yeah. for a business uh, opportunity maybe to build. <laughs> and this seemed to me like a good idea. And... Uh, and then I, st I started working uh, on it. And then I asked Jan uh, if he would like to join. Surely you did some market research to find out what was already out there on the market. I think back then there was nothing available. At least on yeah. the Mac, there was nothing, yeah. I think. We didn't really look in details. Um, really, on, on the Mac, I, I couldn't find anything. Mm. Oh, except maybe for Intragloss, I think. Uh, it was in beta at mm. the time. Just a quick reminder here that I covered Intragloss on episode 18 of the LangFM podcast, where I talked to the creator of the software, Dan Kanik. You'll find the link for that episode in the show notes. It wasn't exactly what she was looking for. I, I didn't find any, anything, no, at the time. So Jan and Benoit got to work and built something themselves. Yeah, I think like a big turn of the project was that I started to build a, a Mac software. Mm. And then Benoit came with the idea to use the cloud and to have the both working together. So there are two parts to this system. First of all, the interpreter's help website or web application. The idea is that on interpreter's help, you, you create your uh, glossaries, you, you create them online. So from the web browser, it saves your glossaries on the cloud. And then there's the interpreter's help application that you can install on your Mac or Windows computer. When you search your glossaries without the need for an internet connection, you will use Boostmate. When you're done preparing uh, for your conference, when you're done creating your glossaries uh, on the web app, for example, the day before your conference, you just open the application Boostmate. Boostmate synchronizes everything on your computer. And the next day, when you're in the booth, you can quickly search your glossaries uh, without the need for an internet connection. Ah, the magic of the cloud which actually has an additional benefit. Because after my studies, I had a problem with my hard drive as well, and I lost all my data, including my glossaries. If only Interpreter's Help had already existed back then. Well, now it exists, and I'll talk to Benoit and Jan about how you can use it for your everyday work. We propose different languages and also additional columns. From the very beginning, we decided for uh, technical reasons and for the uh, ability to share glossaries more easily to propose uh, languages uh, built in the application. It was a suggestion from Celine to also create columns like for definition, for comments, mm -hmm. for category. 
so that you can add like some kind of metadata to each line in your glossary. You can also create a custom column if you want. You can give a, a title or a name, we mm. call it a name. You can give it a short description, large description. You can add files uh, for specific glossaries as well. Think PDF documents or PowerPoint presentations. This acts also as a backup if you want to store some files online and share it easily with colleagues. Mm -hmm. We have a tag system, a tagging system, yes. so you can organize your glossaries by tags. Okay, so lots of great features there. But what does it cost? Enterprise Help is a paying a, a application. It's a, it's a subscription-based application. And the idea is that you can create as many public glossaries as you want for free. And if you want to create private glossaries, then you need to pay. What do you mean by public glossary? So public glossaries are glossaries that you share with, with everyone, with, with the whole world. You share them read-only. Uh, if, if you want to give, uh, you can give editing rights to anyone you like, but you share those glossaries uh, with the whole internet uh, read-only. Now that sounds nice, but what if I have private terminology? Then we know that... Uh, Interpreters are entitled with, uh, with a confidential uh, material and so they need to, to create uh, glossaries that, that are private and so our, our business model uh, is based on this. So if you subscribe to Interpreters Hub, you can create uh, as many private glossaries as you want. Mm -hmm. So these glossary, glossaries can only be seen by you, but you, you can share them with specific people, uh, mm -hmm. read-only or with editing rights. What's interesting about having these public and private glossaries is that it turns interpreters' help almost into a bit of a social network built around terminology. The idea of the social network, for example, on interpreters' help, you, we, you have the, the concept of the colleagues. Mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's a bit like the friends that you have on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You have the notification now. That's, we just released that. Uh, it's uh, notifications just like Facebook. Okay. And... Um, Yes, so you can, you can work together uh, with someone on a glossary. That sounds nice. Now, if only interpreters help would also help me manage my assignments. You can also manage your interpretation assignments. You can work together with a team on an assignment. So you, you create an assignment uh, and add uh, any relevant uh, information about this assignment like uh, the location, the speakers, mm. or whatever. You can, you can upload the files, like the, the assignment material. Mm. You, can, uh, you can add uh, glossaries to the assignment, and you can share this with a team and uh, assign the task of each team member. Uh, and you can discuss with your, all your, your, your team uh, about the specific assignment. So also only the team will be able to see the files and to see the, the glossaries. But too many cooks spoil the broth? They say, for example, if you work uh, together with a team, and if one of your team members uh, makes a change uh, to to a line, then you you can consult the history for this line and see the changes. And we are currently working on a uh, on the history for the whole glossary, so you will be able to see everything, every action in the glossary, and and even revert to. Yeah. To a previous so state. like versioning. Yes, so exactly. A mistake. I can. I can go it's, back. It's oh, wow, really a versioning. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
Okay, great. So let's say you already have a bunch of electronic glossaries on your computer at home. How do you get them into Interpreter's help? You can import the various files. Um, so we import currently uh, Excel, uh, Word and OpenOffice files. Um, so you can easily transfer your data into Interpreter's help. Yeah, the way it works is that it's going to import all the columns it's seeing in your file. And then you will have a, an intermediate screen on which you can validate uh, which column is which language. We have a small detection system, but it's very simple. Most of the time you have to make a few twitches. The software will keep a backup of the files you imported mm -hmm. and you keep uh, an history, history of the lines you imported in your glossary. And you can also revert an import. So this is something very useful if you import many files and then you change your mind, you want to go back. If all that sounds a bit too fancy schmancy IT for you, well, there are easy ways to get your data onto paper or into a different format with Interpreter's help. You can export your glossaries uh, to PDF, to Excel, mm -hmm. and we have a, a print view uh, so you can print your glossaries, yeah. Here is where it gets interesting for interpreting students and interpreting teachers, because Benoit and Jan have a very interesting offer for you. We are uh, doing partnerships with schools, uh, which are allowing to use the software for free, mm. uh, unlimited for teachers and students. So um, the way it works is that we are giving a code to a university for them to use the software for free. The students, uh, they, requ they request a student account mm -hmm. on the website. And um, once uh, once we accept it, uh, they, they can use it for free for the duration of their studies. And um, and they and when when they're done uh, studying, um, they can choose to, to continue using uh, Interpreter's Help. Mm -hmm. um, then we have a discount for them for the first year and um, or they, they can use any other tool. Uh, when you when you don't have a subscription anymore on Interpreter's Help, mm. like, um, you can still see all your glossaries and uh, you can still export them to Excel. Mm -hmm. you, you just can't create a new private glossary or edit uh, a line. They can just export their glossaries and, and, <laughs> and import them in a different tool if they want after their studies. I hope they won't do that, but they can do that uh, yeah. if they want. Okay, so it's free for students, but what's the price for other users? So if you want to be able to, to create uh, private glossaries on Enterprises Help, mm -hmm. uh, you need to, to subscribe. Um, um, the price of the subscription is uh, 1999 uh, uh, euro per month. Uh, you can cancel it uh, whenever you, you want. Then once you have a subscription, you can create uh, private glossaries. Um, without a subscription, you can still make a good use of the website. You can create public glossaries. Mm -hmm. You can still manage your assignment, clients. Uh, uh, also, what the, the subscription gives you is... Um, the ability to upload up to two gigabytes of uh, data. And there are some, uh, what we call the pro features, uh, 
Mm-hmm. It's the ability to the ability to to share a private glossary with editing rights. That's one of the pro feature. The ability to copy a private glossary. The ability to export it to PDF. The global search allows you to search in all your glossaries at once. Sounds good. Well, there's more. The glossary form is a, is a feature that's really important to me. Um, it's it's really just the beginning right now, but mm-hmm. um, Um, I, I'm very ambitious about this, this feature. Mm-hmm. I would like, uh, I would like to, to create a reliable source of terminology for interpreters because mm-hmm. I know when my sister prepares for a conference, she is looking uh, at different sources to find reliable source of terminology. So we would like to, to really create a, a database of public glossaries for interpreters. Um, we would love that, uh, The website who already share glossaries for interpreters, they just create that they would create them on, on interpreters help, uh, organizations, uh, even companies. Uh, we would like that schools, that school teachers and students, they embrace this and create their glossaries and, and then rate, rate the glossaries and uh, collaborate on the glossaries. We are, we're building tools for collaborating on a glossary and, Yeah, we, we hope we hope to, to to create this this database, uh, and and also it's possible for for other website to embed uh, a, gl- a glossary okay. from Enterprise okay. in their website. Just yeah. with just one line of code, just like you would embed a, a, a YouTube video on a website, okay. you can do that as well. So we're really ambitious about it. Okay. We don't know how we're gonna do this, but uh, yeah. how we're gonna succeed. But and we also gonna release uh, the ability to search directly uh, in the whole public database like yes. for for term yeah this is something very exciting that the web is allowing us to do yeah and we, we didn't know if 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 people would share glossaries publicly mm-hmm. at the beginning and, and now we're really Thank happy you. that there there are many students uh who who, who have a full student account that allow them to to create an unlimited amount of private glossary mm-hmm. but they 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 decide to to create most of the glossaries uh, publicly, and we're super proud of that. And finally, I wonder what's next for Interpreters Help. We have a new feature that's called Issues, so you can now discuss. Uh, you you can you can have discussion uh, on your glossary, uh-huh. and you will be able to have a, a discussion on a specific line. Mm-hmm. So, and what about mobile devices? We're currently working on an iPad version, and the iPad version will allow you to edit your lines, add uh, add lines to your glossaries. Yes, I can't wait to get my hands on that iPad version. But for now, a big thank you to Jan, Benoit, and obviously Celine, who sparked the whole development. If you'd like to know more about Interpreters Help, you can just go to the website uh, interpretershelp.com. And you can also find them on social media, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, uh, okay. it's uh, Interpreters H, mm-hmm. the, my Twitter handle. And we have also a Facebook page, uh, uh, slash uh, Interpreters Help. As you may have guessed by this podcast, I'm a big fan of Interpreters Help. So I really encourage you to check it out and support this team of developers. There is a lot of work to, to, to make it really credible, but... Yeah. We're getting there. We hope we're getting there. They are definitely getting there. For more information, take a look at the show notes for this episode on 
www.langfm.audio. And while you're there, why not subscribe or leave a comment? I'd love to hear from you. That's all for today. Talk to you next time.